Welcome everyone to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. This week on The Simpsons, we are going to talk about Season 2, Episode 11. And that's one fish, two fish, blowfish, bluefish. Of course, a parody of the famous Dr. Seuss story, right? Yes, indeed. And it's uh, it's also an episode that deals with mortality. Because old Homer thinks he's going to die. You used to think so? You used to people's going to die? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's really quickly... Um, let me do my plugs real quick because we have a new show here on CKCC Radio called By the Numbers. Ref Matt Derline has been the referee for literally thousands of wrestling matches. And on this show, he interviews people that he's ref their matches and they go back to those matches and reflect back on their career with him. It's a pretty cool show. Did some great numbers. So check that show out along with The Nerd Table. Me, Dan, and Eric every Monday at 7 a.m. Check out Jeff Trelawitz's show's Real Paranormal Talk and Ranking Tracks, a new episode of one of those shows every week. He alternates each one. New Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton just dropped the first Monday of the month, as planned. Jay Bunny's Music Hub getting that backlog uploaded, and the Bored to Death Binge cast continuing their binge watch, as well as... Bonus content for each episode of The Mandalorian. Of course, the Race Nerd Podcast also has patron content now. And Chris Ranks the Universe will be making its comeback during my Christmas vacation. We'll talk about The Mandalorian again. And we'll probably do some Simpsons on there, too. In fact, I'm actually going to, once we finish up seasons, I'm going to do Chris Ranks the Universe and rank the season episodes. So if you're down for that, Dan, we can go back and look at season one and actually rank them from worst to best. Everything in between. Perhaps. Uh, This episode, because it deals with Japanese culture, features several actors of Japanese descent. Now, I don't have to explain to anybody who George Takai is. Everybody knows who he is. But they also feature... Joey Mayashima, who voices Toshiro, the chef who is responsible for failing to cut the blowfish. You might remember him. Sab Shimano. You might remember old Joey from the Karate Kid Part 2, where he was also Toshio. Or High School Musical 3, where he's the principal. Those are his top credits. The hostess is Diana Tanaka who was in big trouble with Little China as the female Wing Kong guard. And, of course, Sav Shimano, who's been in Ninja Turtles, Waterworld, among other things. And he is still making movies, despite the fact that he is in his 90s. So good for him. Some people you just can't stop. Yes, all feature on this episode here. So let's review one fish, two fish, blowfish, bluefish. Of course, we'll cut off. We'll start with uh, cutting corners, right? 
because that's what Bart writes on the chalkboard and then does the little lines to indicate that you meant to copy that line down. It's a better visual gag than me talking about it, trust me. Uh, the couch gag. They get on the couch. The couch falls backwards with all just their feet sticking up, and then Maggie just pokes her head through so she can watch TV. So it is dinner time at the Simpsons' house, and Homer is anxiously waiting for his meatloaf in the microwave. Yeah, microwave meatloaf. That's got to be not great. Openly pondering if there's anything faster than a microwave. Anything faster than a microwave. But it's time to eat dinner, and Lisa's depressed about their dinner situation. But not because it's meat. Not because it's it's because we have meatloaf the same day every week, and then it's pork chops the same day every week. Yeah, apparently Thursday's meatloaf night. But that's like, there are houses that do that. I I mean, that was, I know you don't watch Big Bang Theory, but that was always a running gag on Big Bang Theory, was that they always did something on every day of the week, and then they would kind of fall into a rut and have to get out of it, you know? One, One night's pizza night. Or uh, one night, like a Chinese takeout, the same night, same night. Yeah. Well, I mean that fits with their with uh, especially with the Sheldon thing that he would be he would want to be structured in such a way, right? Yeah. So, in fact, I remember when they uh they tried to get out of the rut of of their Thursday night routine, they started doing anything can happen Thursday, and that's how Penny ends up on a date with Stuart, and Leonard gets pretty pissed off about that one because he's the one that suggested it. Because they went to the comic book store that night. They're supposed to go on Wednesdays, but instead they went on Thursdays. Because anything can go. Exactly. But yeah, Thursday's meatloaf night in the Simpsons' house. And they're like, can't we do something different? Alright, well, tomorrow night we'll go out. And Homer has an aneurysm because Friday's pork chop night. And they haven't missed a pork chop night since the Great Pig Scare of 1987. Which is a pretty funny line. So he's like, all right, Lisa, what do you want? She goes, anything but hamburgers, pizza, and fried chicken. Homer goes, fine, we'll go to Mars. <laughs> I mean, when you think about going out to eat, what's what's like your, your if you're going out to eat, Dan, you know you're not, you're not going to have the home-cooked meal. The family's going to go out to eat. What's like your, your go-to? Something that the, you... Kn- the plates? Well, just like the food that you're not going to get cooked at home, so you're going to order it when you go out. That's like when you see the people that order spaghetti and meatballs at a fucking restaurant. Like, what are you fucking Wait, why, doing? Why? Why? What's the point? You can literally go do that at home, and it's going to taste exactly Cheaper the same. and faster, probably. <laughs> and it might even be better. Uh, it depends on the place, right? Like, lately, uh, if it's... If we're having chilies, I get a a, a fajita. Yeah, depends on the place. Uh, or I get like the parmesan encrusted chicken. Yeah, I usually go for something like that, like something that you're not. I always try to go for like the restaurant specialty, the thing you're not going to get at home. Like, yeah. But then there's like when we would go to when we would go to uh, Italian McDonald's, also known as Olive Garden. I would always get, like, they had, like, the trio, like, the tour of Italy, because you'd get chicken parm, and you'd get lasagna, and I'm like, you know what, I can get all this stuff at home, but since I'm here, and I can't 
choose, I'm just going to get all of it. Because there's not, not much else on the menu. My big thing is I like to go for stuff that I don't think I cook that well at home. Like, I, I don't think I'm that good on the grill. Mostly because we don't actually own a grill. So, I generally stick to steak and burgers and things like that. Grilled chicken. Uh, stuff that, eventually I'll be able to do that stuff at home. Because one day I will own a, a house and I will own a barbecue. And I will spend a lot of time on the grill. My wife's great on the grill. She's probably better than I can be. She's actually better at cooking than I'll ever be. But yeah, I'll, I'll go for stuff like that. I mean, like, pizza's a big go-out thing anyway, because you really don't make pizza at home. You can, but it'll never be the same, because nobody has a friggin' full brick oven in their house. We do it with uh, with non. <clears throat> you build on chunks at home. Right. But yeah, so, uh... They, they agree that they're going to go to the Happy Sumo. It's a new sushi bar. And... Homer is not thrilled by this because, you know, why... None of them are, are, are that thrilled. Overly thrilled by it, yeah. Well, this is we're still in early Lisa here, so... And it's kind of, you kind of wonder whose fault is it going to be that Homer almost dies here. Was it Lisa for suggesting it or Marge for going along with it? Or what? But No, it's the fact that the uh, head chef is fucking Edna Krabappel <laughs> yeah. in the car. <laughs> When he orders the fugu, pretty much, yeah. So they they're uh, they're going through the restaurant, and they've got a karaoke bar, which will soon be filled with drunken Japanese businessmen. And they've got good old George Takai as Akira. He's their waiter. Akira is actually a recurring character, although it's not always George Takai. Sometimes it's George Takai, sometimes it's not. I guess it depends on how significant Akira had to be. Because I know when he does the karate lesson with Bart is George Takai, but then in other appearances, it's just somebody. It's just one of the regular voice actors. So one of my favorite things that happens here is the animation recycle when Homer tries the sushi because he's got six little things on his plate. He eats two of them, and then decides to dig in, and then he, they recycle the animation over the same one thing that he's eating. Not even like trying to hide it. They just it's just a blatant recycle. But Homer decides he likes sushi and he's going to start eating everything on the menu. While Bart, oh, yeah, he's a fat guy, so I mean, you got to get like twenty sushi to be to have it be counted as a snack. I have never had sushi before. I'm I'm not a big fish guy. Now, of course, some people are like, "Oh, well, they have sushi without the fish in it." But I am open to trying it as long as I'm. It's it's not going to be something I'm going to be allergic to, and it might kill me. But yeah, I, you gotta go to the right place. You gotta know what kind of fish you like. Because I'm I'm a salmon guy. I'm not a white fish guy. Right, right. So I get stuff with salmon. I actually do like uh, flounder, but I've never liked tuna. In fact, I remember the last time I had tuna, somebody had baked uh, mac and cheese with tuna in it, and I tried it. And Why I'm the like, fuck would what? Yeah, they had baked a mac and cheese with tuna in it because at the hotel I used to work at, they would. They would always have, like, a concoction that they would have had for a function, and then whatever was left over, they would serve it to us for lunch the next day. You'd get a free lunch there. But, uh, and I'm like, well, you know what? I'm actually intrigued by this. And I, I ate, to my to credit, I ate the whole thing, but then I just kind of sat there. I'm like, that was not good. <laughs> I would have rather had tuna. 
I've never really liked tuna, but I, I was I was willing to try it for that, but we had tuna noodle tonight. It's just like tuna noodle's great. I'm looking forward to getting it. But you have to like that stuff. By the way, I love that Bart and Lisa's karaoke theme is the the song from Shaft. They're doing Shaft, they do Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. <laughs> it's great. So yeah, uh while all this is going on, Kerbopel pulls up and the head chef goes out to uh to have have his way with Edna Kravapal. We don't know it's Kravapal yet. He just says, oh, she's here. Cover for me. And that's when Homer decides to order the fugu, which is blowfish. If sliced improperly, it's poisonous, which makes you wonder why they're serving it in the first place. It's the thing. Right, like, hey, look at these weird umbrella-like things that are growing out of the ground. Some of them are really good, but this one here, this one will kill you. But this one will make you see shit. Like, who also looked at a cow and was like, see that white shit coming out of it? We should drink that. It always makes me wonder how people... There's like a comedian that talks about the guy who was, was the, been the biggest creep ever to that point. <laughs> so, of course, the the chef is like, oh, I must get the master. By the way, at, when we, before we went on the air here, Dan pointed out that there's a lot of what feels like racism going on here, but all the actors are Japanese, so therefore it's okay. So, I, I, I might agree with that, yes, but uh, so I don't know how to feel still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Master, we need your skilled hands. But uh, what? what why? Oh, this is Kravapo. <laughs> yeah, my skilled hands are busy. Damn it! You do it. His, mm, poison, poison. Ah, tasty fish. The best part is Homer almost causes his own demise here because while he's concentrating on slicing it. Homer screams, and he just basically cuts the fish. If the damn thing deflates anyway, what's the point of even serving it? That's probably like a $30 entree right there for what's essentially a bite. Yep. No, thank you. And then, of course, when the chef comes in and realizes what happens, he starts flipping out. Oh, for God's sakes, don't eat another bite. Mr. Simpson, we believe you have ingested poison. But what do I do? No need to worry, there's a... Map to the hospital on the back of the menu. Of course, he ends up going in an ambulance anyway. Which was also recycled animation. I also love that while he's in the doctor's office, he's like, try something new, Homer. I never heard of a poison pork chop. So, in comes Dr. Hibbert and Marge. He's like, your wife said I should break this to you. I can read Marge like a book. Oh, it's good news. And now for a famous TV trope. What does Dr. Hibbert tell Homer? You have 24 hours to live. Well, actually, 22. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he kept him waiting for two hours. Typical doctor's office. So it's about let's make the bucket list and figure out what to do with your last day of your life. Yep, because he's got the pamphlet. So you're going to die. I also love that Homer goes through all five stages. Immediately? Yes. Like within seconds? So yeah. Homer makes the bucket list, and of course he's he needs one more thing to add. He's like, Marge, what's that thing we do? Uh you mean be intimate? Ah, I'd be intimate with Marge. So he's Which he also... misspells. Yes. Which is great. <laughs> and then for his last day on Earth, he immediately hits the snooze button. <laughs> and gets yeah, up at she, a... she was like, Well, how about we wake up? And watch the sunrise together. He's like, you know what? 
that would be really nice. And then he just sleeps through and, she, and he wakes up after noon. Ah, uh, that's so great. Oh, like, what the hell? Gotta love that stuff. So, he's like, well, d- d- damn it, Marge. Why'd you let me sleep in? She goes, you look so peaceful. There'll be plenty of time for that later. So, first thing he's gonna do is go have a man-to-man with Bart. And I love the fact that Bart thinks he's getting a spanking, so he just drops his pants and He's like, no, I gotta have a, I gotta teach you some lessons about being a man. So here are the three phrases that'll get you through life. Cover for me. Which, of course, we saw how that worked out earlier. Oh, good idea, boss. And then, it was like that when I got here. Which has a callback immediately after. So he's going to teach Bart how to shave. And I love that part of the shaving lesson is take the little toilet paper squares and stick them on your face. Don't worry, the blood will keep it there. <clears throat> and then, of course, and now for some aftershave. And then Bart knocks stuff over, delivers the line, and him and Homer hug. And Homer's beard is already back. Now he's going to listen to Lisa play his saxophone. It was one of your favorite jokes on the show. Because he gets in there and she stops. Because that's the way it usually goes. Yeah. So she starts... Like, no, I want to hear. And she's playing regular music and it's just like ho-hum. And then she's like, well, okay. And she switches to the Saints Go Marching In. And the Homer starts singing along. <laughs> but what does he sing? Oh, when the Saints go over there. there. Oh, over oh, there. when the Saints go over there. Oh, I want to be in that number. It says like in that rumba or something Saints like that. Go over there. He, oh, over there. He botches everything. Love it. <laughs> so now he's going to make a videotape for Maggie. So he's got to go borrow Flanders' camcorder. Flanders, and like, Flanders hey, is like, hey, why don't we throw throw some steaks on the old barbecue? Uh, I can't. Come on. Wait, you said it's tomorrow? In that case, I'll be there, and I'm going to bring the biggest, juiciest steak you ever had. <laughs> Sucker. Yeah, suck. Jokes on him, I'll be dead by then. Jokes on him, I'm going to be dead, and my family's going to have to be put out by this. <laughs> so, of course, Homer's making a video to Maggie, and he's trying to be, uh, he's trying to be nice, you know, and, and be a little funny, and then the phone rings, and he's scratching his ass right in the camera while he's screaming about Millhouse answering the phone. Calling him on the phone. Ah. Now he's got to go make peace with the old man. So. I also love the sign at the retirement home. Thank you for not discussing the outside world. Yeah. So, of course, Grandpa's like. Like, you know, we never been close. We never hugged. Yeah, we never sang the cha-cha. It's your point. Like, I love you, Dad. I love you, son. And they reconcile. And Grandpa's like, we got to make up for missed time. So. Let's go fishing and everything else. Yeah, so they go fishing, and that can't, that gets rid of the final beer with the boys. They're playing catch with Grandpa just kind of like, ugh, hurling the ball like Mr. Burns. Now Homer doesn't get to plant a tree. And then they're wrestling in the mud, which cancels the hang gliding. So he's like, that's it. He just takes off, leaving his dad in the dust. He's got to make up for lost time, so he hits the gas pedal and gets pulled over for speeding. And of course, Eddie and Lou both got the aviators on, right? Because that's the cop stereotype. 
And he's like, I was speeding. Just give me the ticket. You know, my taxes pay your salary, so just give me the damn ticket. Well, maybe we'd rather haul you in, smartass. And they did. Because, guess what? If you're a dick to cops, guess what they'll do? <laughs> they'll dick you right back. Definitely an over-exaggeration, of course, but it adds to the drama of the episode. Because now he's going to lose even more time left. Also, I love that the, the, the other inmate is in there for atmosphere. The guy playing the harmonica. Yeah, he can play harmonica, yeah. And then another tired trope in police. Another gimmick, right, Dan? What did they get to give Homer? The one phone call. Which, like, isn't really a thing. But, but he can't call the family from jail, so he calls Barney. But Barney's like, hey, neighbor, look out the window. Well, he doesn't answer at first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> until it's the answering machine. Horace starts cutting a promo on him. <laughs> yeah, so he finally gets him, springs him out, and yeah. he's driving home. Bring 50 bucks for bail. What'd you do? Kill a judge? <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. like, come on, you gotta have one last beer with the guys. And they even get a stroke of luck because they see Burns trying to hit on ladies in the park. And he goes, eat my shorts, Burns. Smithers, have that man in my office at 9 a.m. And we'll see who eats whose shorts. Uh-huh. So I love that Barney's like in tears that his friend's dying. And as soon as he gets to Moe's and goes to make the call, he gives the whip sound. Like, what a dick. But, <laughs> but Homer cannot get through I mean, the what house. What if he had a, a specific app on his phone to do the whip sound for him? Oh, God. That's a Big Bang Theory joke. Yes, it is. I know you don't know, you don't watch the show, but you know it because your family watches it. But yeah, the best part is the best part is when Sheldon realizes he can use it. He does like that weird laugh afterwards. <laughs> Unfortunately, Homer can't reach the family because Bart's already on the line with Moe's Tavern for Seymour Butts. Anybody Seymour Butts? So Homer has his last beer, kisses Barney on the lips. How European? Hugs another random guy. You better be dying. And now it's time to race home. Probably could have helped Barney change that flat tire, but whatever. And then, of course, they've they've always... Oh, I forgot to mention when they're waiting for him at dinner. And Bart keeps asking questions about why they're... They're doing this, and all Marge can say is sometimes it's fun to get dressed up. Sometimes it's fun to use the good china. Why are we waiting for Dad? Because we love your father. Yeah, but why are we really waiting for him? <laughs> I always love that they could see through that ruse. There's a couple of times when they've done uh, when they've done the spoofs of the graduate. This is one of the first ones where Homer gets to the window. Marge! And he immediately, you know. Kisses the kids goodnight. Whisk Marge upstairs for one last sweet night. Marge actually writes a really nice poem here. And we get that, we get, you know, they do their little intimate thing, but we get some sweet moments here. He says his last goodbyes to the kids. Although, Bart's is a little half-handed. I like your sheets. And then decides to go sit downstairs with the good book when he discovers it's on tape narrated by Larry King. I also love that Homer fast-forwards the boring parts of the Bible. 
And then at the end, genealogy section. And then at the end, when Larry finishes the book, he's like, I hope you guys like this. Uh, Hey, uh, I'm feeling good about the Spurs this season if you're a betting man. (laughs) And Homer drops dead. That was not a year to. No. Homer drops dead. Or does he? Because Marge checks his drool the next morning and realizes it's warm. He's still alive. And he says, I'm going to live life to the fullest. And then the end. He's eating pork rinds on the couch watching TV. Yep. Watching bowling over the credits. Freaking pork rinds. The entire credits. Yeah, the entire closing credits. Just Homer eating pork rinds. And that's one fish, two fish, blowfish, bluefish. I got some trivia here. Mm. In fact, the first piece of trivia involves the credits. Uh, that was not supposed to be the uh, the credit sequence. We were actually supposed to get Homer over at the Flanders barbecuing steaks as promised. Uh, getting His dad getting on his nerves. And then uh, the phone call from Mr. Burns' office. And then Homer completely being miserable. And Marge is like, you're happy to be alive, aren't you? Aren't you? And Homer just doesn't answer. They actually really liked the ending. They said it was a good fitting, but they had to delete it because it made the episode run too long. Also, if you notice, that's why the uh, the opening sequence was abbreviated. Like it cuts right to the chalkboard and then straight to the the garage. That's why they would have the opening be shorter or longer, depending on how the episode ran. Kind of a shame we didn't get that, but... You know, I... I I gotta say, I think the pork rinds ending was friggin' hysterical. Like, that's the perfect way to show Homer living life to the fullest. Just eating pork rinds, watching TV. I mean, that's real life. So, of course, Fugu is poisonous if, if cut improperly. Sushi chefs much, must actually work for several years before being allowed to take tough tests in order to become certified to prepare it. The Emperor of Japan is prohibited by law from eating fugu. And it's completely prohibited in the European Union because of its toxicity. So yeah, they weren't fucking around with that blowfish. That's for damn sure. Uh, We mentioned the, uh, the cover for me thing was already how Homer ended up in the situation. I think that's a nice little callback right there. The uh, the uh, the swearing lines in Japanese were all properly translated because the staff wanted it to make sh- sure it was actual Japanese. It doesn't say in the trivia what they were actually doing it, but like what they were actually saying. But I, I appreciate the authenticity there. I mean, they've done that for other things too. Like they got actual French for that episode we watched where. Bart goes to France. Like, they made sure everything was translated properly. They even had actual Algerian for little, the little, uh, the Sparrow. I forgot the character's name already. Adil. Like, we talked about that. So, I appreciate the creator's dedication to authenticity on the show. Which is another thing why The Simpsons has really stood the test of time. Especially these older episodes. Because they really put heart and soul into it. Once we get to those double-digit seasons, you'll see a little bit of heart and soul exit, but right now we're doing pretty good. 
So this is a fun one. According to Al Jean, it took them two days to convince the Fox censors to allow the scene of Bart and Lisa singing the Shaft theme song because they thought the lyrics were too obscene to appear on television. So you know what they did? They found old footage from the Academy Awards where Isaac Hayes performed it live. And they're like, well? And the Fox censors were like, all right, fine, do it. Did you notice what Homer was drinking at the Happy Sumo? Did you take notice of what it was? I thought I noticed something, but... It was Duffy Hama. (laughs) I guess that's the Japanese version of Duff Beer. Duffy Hama. We also know that the Homer pork rind scene is actually from Moaning Lisa. That's where they actually recycled that from. You go back and rewatch that episode, you'll see it there, because it's the actual... So it's season one animation that they... that they recycled. But it works, again. Uh, Let's see. Other trivia here. Any other interesting trivia here? Oh, yes. uh, The Akira thing. Yeah, George Sakai, but... Hank Azaria is the... I should have guessed. He does all the all the foreigners. Uh, I mentioned the graduate thing. Oh, this is kind of fun. They originally offered the Bible narration to Bruce Springsteen and also William Shatner, both of whom turned it down. So they went with Larry King. I mean, okay. <laughs> uh, do you remember there was a guy doing the karaoke... Before Bart and Lisa get up there? Yeah, he's the one that does Gypsy's Tramps and Thieves. Right, Richie Sakai. That's actually a pr- their producer, Richard Sakai. They did a caricature of him. <clears throat> and of course, we mentioned the graduate stuff. And the we talked about the answering machine being Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Uh, yeah. A pretty good episode. A significant episode, too. I mean, it deals with what could be a major issue, your own mortality, but it does it in that classic Simpsons comedic way. What do you think of the episode as a whole? It's, like, real. Yeah. <laughs> it's super real. Like, you think you're going to die in a day, and you do stuff, you end up changing everything, and then you live, and you just sit on the couch eating pork rinds watching TV. I mean, in some cases, you also have to uh, deal with the consequences of those last day, which Homer now has to deal with. Because he'll, be, uh, he'll be going to Mr. Burns' office when he goes back to work on Monday. Yep. Good episode, though. I enjoy it. Next time on the old Stupid Sexy Podcast here, we're going to review one of the best episodes of the second season the way we was, we're going to actually tell the story of how Homer met Marge. It's actually pretty cool that they do this so early in the season, but this is this is one of the best episodes, especially of the second season. And this is a perfect example of what I was talking about. The heart and soul of The Simpsons was really done well in this episode specifically. It's a really, really good one. That will be coming up next time on the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Until then, Dan, what else do you have to say except uh, 
I can dig it. I can. He's a complicated man. John Shaft. We'll see you guys next time on the Stupid Sexy Podcast. There's like a podcast or nothing at all.